Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. everyone and welcome to kilowatt my name is Bodie, and i am your host and i feel like i'm somehow getting the the intro wrong every time i do it i don't know why but it doesn't feel right um i got some i got a new setup um trying some different things with the mic uh, trying some new software like a plug-in to make it sound better so hopefully uh the podcast sounds better let me know if it does um but yeah Last week, I mentioned that I was going to create shorter shows, like, you know, at max, maybe 15 minutes, pushing 20 minutes at, at the at the high end. Well, I can <laughs> I can tell you that this week I did. I, I absolutely, absolutely ignored that. And I uh, I have a normal show for you this week. Next week, though, I'm going to honestly start slowing down. <laughs> so that I could rest. But for whatever reason, I was just like, no, add more stories, add more stories. I, I really enjoy doing this, even though, uh, you know, everybody needs a break from what they're doing every now and again. But I really do enjoy this the show. And all of these uh, news articles, they just tickle me, they excite me, and I'm, I'm excited to share them with you. So let's jump into our first news story. Let me scroll back to the top of my page. Last week, Jessica, Jessica, Jessica Kirsch, happy birthday, by the way, Jessica. Jessica Kirsch and I discussed Starlink, and this week we got news that SpaceX is officially offering Starlink for RVs. Now, if you remember, one of the things that we discussed was you could roam with Starlink now for extra, I think it was an extra 20 bucks a month. Well, now we know why. You can throw this Starlink dish on top of your RV and you're good to go. Elon did say that it doesn't make sense to put it on a car. However, we know from... What Jessica told us is she's just strapping it with a bungee cord to the top of her Kona. So it can be done. It's not meant to be used during you know, while you're driving, but it can be done. And you can still drive around with it on top of your car because Jessica does it. 
And then just kind of as a side note for SpaceX, before we move on to our next story, they have provide, provided 12,000 Starlink dishes to Ukraine. So that's pretty impressive. Ford has officially started customer deliveries of the F-150 Lightning. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm really desperate to test this vehicle out. So I actually, with my kids in the car, drove to a Ford dealership. They have like a dealership farm where they got all these dealerships planted in one little area. So uh, we drove to the dealership farm and we tried to find an F-150 Lightning to test drive. They didn't have one. I'm not surprised. So then I was like, okay, let's go to the Hyundai and Kia dealerships and see what, what they have. There are no Ionic 5s and there are no EV6s to be found on those lots. And at the one that I went to or the area that I went to, like the Hyundai lot and the Kia lot were almost bare. But it is the weekend before Memorial Day. So it's very likely that there's an offsite sale somewhere that I'm just not aware of. So, uh, yeah, but, you know, exciting for everybody who's planning on getting their Ford soon. The Lucid Air Touring Edition. This is a $95,000 version of the car. It starts at $95,000. It'll be available for customers in Q4 of 2022. It was originally supposed to come out in Q3 2022. A one-quarter slip is not the end of the world. What might be the end of the world is that Tesla or Lucid is recalling 1,117 vehicles due to wiring issues. I don't know how many vehicles Lucid has shipped at this point, but 1,117 might be all they've shipped. So it's a pretty significant percentages of the vehicles they've shipped. But it's not, uh, at least according to Lucid, it's not as big of a deal as you think. The harness that houses the Ethernet wiring may not be secured properly. And if through friction or whatever, if this fails, um, the display, the that you see like the instrument cluster and the infotainment display, they may actually fail. So it's definitely not optimal, but it's not like your car catches on fire. It's just, you you maybe have to pull over. I don't know exactly what the protocol is, but anyway, they're recalling those vehicles so they can get them fixed. And our last story in the EV segment is bank of America is partnering with electrify America to install DC fast chargers at their retail locations. So I didn't know this, but right now there are 192 EV chargers chargers at 51 Bank of America locations. That's pretty cool. By next year, they're going to actually double that number. So that's really impressive. Honestly, not a good enough reason for me to bank at Bank of America, but a good enough reason for me to take my EV and park in front of a Bank of America. In our Tesla news this week... Goodyear is testing their airless tires or non-pneumatic tires on a Model 3, and the results are actually very encouraging. So just in case you missed it, we talked about this back in January, and instead of an empty cavity filled with air, the tire actually has like this web of supports in there. And this web of supports allows the tire to keep its preferred shape, which is round. I think this is really cool. I don't know exactly when the tires are going to be officially released, but I do know that when they come out, or actually I don't know for certain, but I feel confident that when they come out, they're going to be very expensive. You know what else is going to be expensive? 
Tesla's research partner, Dalhousie University, pretty sure I said that right, filed a research paper on a high-energy density battery. Now, <laughs> be prepared, because this paper has a really, really cool name. It is L-I bracket N-I 0.5 M-N 0.3 C-O 0.2 bracket O2 as a superior alternative to LIFEPO4 for long-lived low-voltage lithium lithium ion cells. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I was not able to read the actual paper because uh you you have to have a subscription to um this service which I will get to here in just a second. Uh it's the Journal of Electrochemical Society. Journal of the Electrochemical Society. So if you want to go and read the paper, go go search it out there. But I don't have a subscription, so I wasn't able to read it. But I did try and read the abstract. And I'm, I'm not going to lie to you, folks. The only thing that I understood in the abstract were, you know, simple words like are, by, the, that. I understood that stuff. The stuff in between that stuff I didn't understand so much. And then I understood pouch cells. And if you don't know what a pouch cell is, that's okay. We're all on our own journey. My daughter spent an hour at dinner time and earlier today, a total of an hour, trying to convince me that dinosaurs didn't exist. And it's just an amalgamation of bones that just rested in the same place and somehow fused together. So we're all on our own journey. (laughs) My daughter is on the journey to become a conspiracy theorist, but that's neither here nor there. Anyway, pouch cells are batteries that are typically, you know, flat instead of the cylindrical shape that we know, like what Tesla puts in their vehicles. They come in a variety of different shapes and sizes. They're not like a purse. They're they're a solid cell. Um, when we eventually get solid state batteries, which is the holy grail of battery cells, It'll have to come in a pouch format because according to adionics.com, that is the only way that uh, solid cells, solid state batteries will work. So there's a link in the show notes for the adionics um, article if you want to read that. And like I said before, if you want to read more about this, check out the Journal of Electrochemical Society of the Electrochemical Society. We've talked about Tesla using the 6,000-ton gigapress to form the front and back underbody of the Model Y. We've talked about that a lot. Today, we're going to talk about a 9,000-ton gigapress. IDRA, the company that Tesla buys these monstrous monstrous machines from, is teasing a 9,000-pound gigapress and is even showing off this bad chicken during an open house event from June 6th to June 14th. Now, I didn't write down where this open house was because I don't know that any of you are going to go there. <laughs> but if you are and you want me to find the address for you, just send me an email, Bodie, at 918digital.com. Now, we don't know who they're building this 9,000-pound gigapress for, but Elon has mentioned in the past that the Cybertruck would need at least an 8,000-pound gigapress. So I would imagine that uh, maybe Tesla might be interested in this. Tesla has a new software update. And in this software update, you're going to get better range calculation, 
and the ability for media accounts to be linked to drivers' profiles. So this is really good news for, I don't know, like Brad and Sierra, for instance. When I... (laughs) When I took their car for a month, I had, I didn't have my own profile, but, uh, if I, you know, put on the, the Spotify playlist, I had to listen to a like Taylor Swift, Katy Perry playlist. Cause that's what Sierra has set up, or it could be Brad's playlist. I don't know. Like I, I'm not judging anybody, but if you share a car with somebody and you don't like the m- music that they listen to, then you're golden because you can set up your own profiles. So that's really cool. In terms of the range calculations, uh, this is uh, something that Tesla has had, I think, since 2017, somewhere around there. When you enter your destination into your navigation screen, it'll calculate roughly how much energy you'll have left or how much range you'll have left at the end of the drive or you know, how much range you'll have when you get to a certain charger, that kind of thing. Well, now the car does a better job at making these calculations. And this stuff isn't new. It's just, it's like they've updated the algorithms and the machine learning and all the stuff that goes into it, the programming. They've upgraded all this stuff so that it just does a better job at the calculations. So here's what we got. Um, It does a better job at elevation changes. Obviously, if you're going uphill, you're going to use more energy. When you're coming down here, hill, you're going to regenerate some of that energy. Uh, the temperature, uh, whether it's hot or whether it's cold, that will take away some of your range. It also considers your driving style, which I think is was very interesting um, because, you know, if you have multiple profiles, maybe one person's more aggressive than the other person who's driving the vehicle, um, it would make those changes. Theoretically, it would make those changes. Um, so that's neat. Tesla has filed to enter the EV battery and solar markets in Thailand. Now, I have been to Thailand several times. When we go to Thailand, we fly into Bangkok. Traffic and pollution in Bangkok is insane. The city's still awesome. One of my favorite places to visit. Um, but there's, no, if you've ever been in traffic in Bangkok, it is insane especially if you're from like a western country because there are motorcycles that just jump onto the sidewalk and you know they pass traffic the lane splitting um cars do lane splitting in in bangkok so it's it's insane there and honestly i'm kind of surprised that they're just now entering the thai market i kind of figured that they were already there because a couple years ago and i had to look this up but um it was in 2020, the Thai police, they bought seven Model 3s. So um, that was in 2020. That was, you know, two and a bit years ago, two and a half years ago. So it may be that they've purchased more or they just stuck with the seven that they bought. But in any case, having more choices is great for the Thai people. Also, it's very expensive to own a car in Bangkok. Um, I don't, we always take public transportation or rent like a, a a car that has a driver with it because um, well, they drive on the other side of the road there. And then also because traffic is so insane, I would not trust myself to, to drive there. Let's see here. Okay. So apartment complexes are in demand for a variety of reasons that I'm not going to discuss here, uh, mostly because I'm not equipped to talk about this stuff, but uh, you know, it's very expensive to buy a house. It's always it's also very expensive to rent an apartment. But apartment complexes are becoming very um, 
they're they're becoming very good at offering amenities to attract renters. So my first apartment was very simple. Uh, the, the people that lived directly below me parked their motorcycle inside their living room. And that was an amenity, uh, cause they didn't have to park it outside. You know, uh, the amenities when I had my first apartment were like, it had water, electricity, and heat. That's all I had to pay for. Now apartment complexes have gyms and pools and playgrounds and they, they feed you Sunday brunch and anything else you can think of. Well, TLC Properties in Springfield, Missouri, they have launched a cool new program at a 28 apartment complex. So not a very big complex. You can reserve a Model 3 for free and you can use it however you wish. Um, you just need to have a driver's license and a smartphone. And there is, there is a cost, but you're only paying for the insurance for the time that you're using the vehicle. So there's an iPhone app where you can reserve the car and pay for the insurance. It's called FlexDrive. And again, you have to be a, uh, a, a renter in this property, uh, complex to, to be able to use this service. But, you can take the car out for a maximum of six hours, but you have to stay within a 50-mile radius. Ultimately, I think this is a really good idea. It allows people to it, who are curious about electric vehicles to get in one, drive it around, actually see how it works. I think that's great. Right now, gas in the United States and pretty much everywhere else in the world is very expensive. So... It kind of gives you a little break on just doing little odds and ends, running around, getting things done. Um, you don't have to pay for gas. You might have to pay for a little bit of charging. But in the end, I think this is a good deal. And it's in beta right now. If it if this works out, they're going to extend it to a lot of their other properties. So I hope other apartment complexes do that. That'd be pretty cool. Tesla has filed Official plans for a 50-style diner slash supercharger with 29-stall superchargers. Initially, it sounded like they were going to build this in Santa Monica, but they settled on Hollywood, California, which is in Los Angeles. So I thought their first initial idea was really cool. It, it would be a diner. You could bring your car. There's a whole culture around Teslas. You could do meetups there. You can have food, all that stuff. Very cool. Well, there is a twist, and I'm really excited about this, and I can't wait to go once they build it. It's going to be a two-story diner. So on the bottom, you're going to have the, like, the kitchen. You're going to have a counter so that people can eat there, maybe a couple tables. And then upstairs, you'll have regular seating. And in addition to the regular seating, you're going to have theater-style seats. Why do you have theater-style seats in a, a, a diner? Because it's actually a diner and a drive-in. So this is so cool. The supercharger stalls will actually face the screen. So while you're charging, you can actually watch whatever's on the screen at that that, that particular time. Now, right now, the movies are only going to be, or whatever they're showing, is only going to be about 30 minutes long to accommodate a meal and a charging session. Like, they don't want people there for hours and hours. I really hope that Tesla reaches out to like independent filmmakers who make, you know, these short films. They're not a full feature length movie, but they're not three minutes either. Or maybe they can reach out to those folks too. 
But I hope that they're able to reach out to people who are trying to break into the industry and who are offering really interesting and compelling uh, short form media. I hope that they can like highlight those creators. That would be really cool. It's not too far away from where I live. It's about a six hour drive. And once it's open and it's been open for a couple of months, because I don't want to go there in anytime within the first three months, but it's after it's been open for a couple months, I would definitely go and have a meal there. I might go multiple times. Who knows? We talked in the past about Tesla's crashing into parked emergency vehicles. And actually we've talked quite a bit about that. Um, I was even on Allison Sheridan's show chit chat across the pond episode 697. I'll, I'll try and remember to put it in the show notes, but it's 697 if you want to hear about uh, Tesla's hitting parked emergency vehicles. Well, now we kind of have a twist to that story. And to make this work, I really want you to use your imagination here. I want you to imagine that you are in Mexico traveling down a fairly busy road. You're in a Tesla Model S Plaid. You're listening to some music. You're not bothering anybody. It's, you're just having a great time driving this beautiful car. All of a sudden, someone hits you from behind. Startled, you check your rearview mirror and you see the grill of a police car. And as you pull away from the car a little bit, as that police car starts to break, you notice that they have their lights on, but no siren. In the United States, running your lights without your sirens is a no-no, um, especially for the fire department. I don't know how it works for the, the police department, but if your lights are on, your siren should be on. And if your siren on, is on, your light should be on. Here's the thing, though. We kind of skirt that rule a little bit because if we're pulling into your neighborhood at 3 o'clock in the morning and we have our lights on, we don't want to wake you up. So we'll actually turn our siren off. But in general, especially if you are cruising down a busy road, if your lights are on, your siren should be on for sure. Now, the police officer, he took total responsibility for the accident. So uh, the Model S Plaid owner, he is... You know, he's got to wait to get his car fixed, but he's not going to have to worry about, you know, the whose fault is it? The, the officer said, this is my fault. So that's a good thing. And the police department, assumably, will pay for it. There's no word if the Mexican version of the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration will be investigating the dangers of human drivers, though. No word on that. But I'm sure if enough of these human drivers start rear-ending these uh, electric vehicles will start to get investigations on whether or not human drivers are safe. It's time for our timely Elon overly optimistic announcement. Uh, yeah. Elon said that full self-driving should operate without a human driver by this time next year. I'm going to tell you one year this statement is going to be true. I'm not sure it's next year, but one year. Elon's going to be right about the full self-driving and operating without a human. Uh, hopefully they are close, but I'm not going to hold my breath on this. All right, we're getting down to our last two articles here. Special thanks to Teddy for cluing me in on this story. He hit me up on Twitter. If you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at 918digital. 
a Model 3 caught fire while parked in California. So no one was injured. The car was empty. Nobody was in the vehicle. There were some personal items in the vehicle uh, that, you know, ended up getting ruined. But other than that, everybody came out of this story safe. I just want to let you know that. The owner of the Model 3 got a notification that the car's alarm system had activated. He went outside to check, and he found that his fairly new Model 3 was smoking. He ran out there. He opened up the rear door, and he saw um, fire, and he said it appeared to be coming beneath the rear car seat. Um, so that th- those are the facts. The local fire department came. They put the fire out. It didn't take too much effort for him to get the fire out. The article, here's where we have some problems. The article has a quote from a person about EV fires. And I'm not going to, you can go back and read the article and, and find this person if you want to. I'm, I'm not here to shame them. But here's the quote. EV fires are uncommon, but they're difficult. They're difficult to put out. This is especially true if the fire department hasn't had much experience with such fires. In addition, even after the fire appears to be successfully extinguished, a phenomenon called thermal runaway can cause it to reignite. So, some of this is true. If the battery is involved in the fire, then it's true that it can be difficult to extinguish. If it's just a regular contents fire or an electrical fire in the cab of the the vehicle... Not too, not too hard to extinguish. Those are pretty easy. Thermal runaway, it happens when the cells in the battery pack are heating up faster than they can dissipate heat. And this is where thermal runaway uh, happens. This is how it happens. Um, that only happens if the battery is actually involved in the fire. If the battery is not involved in the fire, then there's no thermal runaway. Uh, so that, that quote is not quite true. Also, I want to take exception with uh, the idea that just because they're difficult to put out, that fire departments, you know, uh, they don't know what they're doing. You know, this is especially true if the fire department hasn't had much experience with such fires. Well, here's the deal. Uh, We've talked about this before. We have a fire triangle. We have a fire tetrahedron. We're just going to talk about the fire triangle. Heat, fuel, oxygen. That's what you need to, uh, to start a fire. Um. You take one of those things away, the heat, the fuel, or the oxygen, then the fire goes out. So these firefighters are going to have no problem putting this fire out. They might let it burn all the way down to the ground, but the fire is going to go out. They're just going to protect the things that are around it. And once a car catches on fire, especially at the level that this car did, um, it's totaled anyway. So what we're trying to do is save, you know, mostly the environment and what could potentially catch on fire around the car, the exposures. But the car itself is is pretty much written off, and it's it's totaled at that point. Based on the 15-second video that I saw, it wasn't very long, obviously, 15 seconds, um, the, the battery was not involved in this fire. Everything looks like it was coming from inside the compartment of the vehicle, not from underneath the car. And the fire was actually kind of lazy now if you're not experienced with different types of fire and and car fires you might think when you see this that it's not really a lazy fire it's an active fire but when we say lazy it's not really spreading that quick it's not violent like we don't have flames shooting way high up in the air you know the flames were like three or four feet above the uh, the roof of the car that's not necessarily and they weren't they didn't look like they were really the fire wasn't really rolling so based on that, and it's just a 15-second clip, 
I don't think the battery was involved. And, um, you know, just as a point of pride, yes, EVs are new. That, that Again, that doesn't mean that firefighters don't know how to extinguish them, especially now. Like three years ago, that might have been a thing. But today, we have a better idea than we did three years ago, for sure. Now, in a related story, a Model Y caught fire in Canada. The driver was just kind of chilling, driving around like a Main Street type area, whatever Canadian city he was in. And the car warned him that there was an issue. And then after it warned him there was an issue, the car powered down and it started to smoke inside the compartment, which I'm sure is very scary. And then at some point it caught on fire inside the compartment. The driver tried to hit the button that you normally hit uh, to open the door, but because the power is out, that button was disabled. And then he tried to roll down the window and that didn't work either, either for obvious reasons. So uh, he basically, he kicked out the the window, which I think is awesome. Um, that's exactly how you should do it. Now, we all know there's a, a latch uh, where you can actually open the door manually in, in the car. It's like right where your hand rests on the armrest on the, on the driver's side. It's on where your left arm la- rests. There's a little latch there. And almost every person that gets into a Tesla for the first time, that's how they try to get out because that's the natural way to get out. But, you know, when you're when the compartment is filling up with smoke, you kind of panic. So um makes sense. This is what the driver had to say. The doors wouldn't open. The windows wouldn't go down. I kicked through the window, climbed out and called 911 right away. You know, as a side note, I actually know people who keep window punches in their car for this very reason. Um, not for, you know, this very Tesla, this very specific reason, but just in case they can't open their door for some reason, they have a little window punch and they can just hit the window and they can climb out that way. It'll shatter the window or if it's laminated, it'll break it and you can just push the laminated glass out. But anyway, uh, according to the owner, it just said error, error, error. My car just started going into flames, not flames, but it's smoking up. The battery died on my Tesla, and I don't know what happened. All of a sudden, the battery started smoking. The car got set on fire. The whole car was on fire right now. So judging from the 12-minute video that I saw, I don't think the battery was involved in this either. Um, It's likely electrical of some sort, but I don't don't think the battery was involved because all the fire was coming from the compartment. Again, if it was coming from the battery, it would most likely be coming from underneath the car it wouldn't be in the compartment of the vehicle at least not initially so i don't think it was the battery on this now i got really excited because when the firefighters arrived on scene uh you know they they deployed a a hose line and that's fine and you got one firefighter working on the fire to uh put it out and you don't need more than one firefighter to put out a car fire but the other car fire was smart there he had one of those fire blankets and we've talked about this in the past and if you don't know what it is Um, just Google EV fire blanket. Basically, if an EV catches on fire and the battery's involved, you can put this blanket over the vehicle and you kind of tuck it in and you reduce the oxygen that gets to the fire. So it's, it's actually a really cool idea. This fire department actually had one of those. And one of the firefighters was, uh, you know, shaken out of the bag and getting ready to deploy it. Unfortunately, the firefighter on the knob or the nozzle he did too good of a job or she did too, too too good of a job and the fire went out, which is another reason why I don't necessarily think that this was a battery fire. Anyway, long story short, don't believe what you read. Um, 
uh, this is really scary. Listen, uh, I, I have a lot of irrational fears, uh, just simply because I've seen a lot of things that a lot of people will never see in their lifetime or even think can happen. I, I have these fears. Like I am terrified that my kids are going to fall down the stairs because I've seen kids and adults fall down the stairs and seriously injure themselves. And my wife keeps telling me I need to chill out about it. Um, and I probably do, but so I understand, I understand, uh, that these things are scary. I understand that, um, you know, they kind of play on that, that primal part of our brain where we were like, Hey, you got to stay alive, fire bad. Um, but in the end, these fires were pretty slow moving. Like if my car caught on fire, I'm being a hundred percent honest here, I wouldn't be happy about it. But if my car caught on fire, the way that these two vehicles caught on fire, I feel like I'd have a a good long time to get out of the car. And even if my kids were in the car, I'd have a, a good long time to get them out of the car. Like these, these were not fast moving fires, which is um, the safety, uh, the safety features of the car that you will never see or know about that. That's keeping the car from erupting into a, a you know, just a ball of flame immediately. So, yeah, I don't know if this is a good way to end a podcast, but this we're gonna end it. So I want to thank everybody for listening to this show. Um, if you want to email me, it's Bodie B O D I E at nine one eight digital dot com. You can find me on Twitter at nine one eight digital. I hope you all have a wonderful week, and I will talk to you next Friday. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.